You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW Original Podcasts. Merrill Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf had a great game against the Eagles the other night and afterwards revealed that he had a chip on his shoulder because of something that defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz told him that night. He was comparing him to former Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson. What was Schwartz's side of the story yesterday? Yeah, first of all, I don't believe any of that stuff about <laughs> motivating. I don't think that DK Metcalf wasn't going to have a great game because he's a great player. It's not unusual for coaches to chat with players during the warm-up Jim Schwartz had a few nice words to say with Russell Wilson. Then DK Metcalf came by, and Jim basically said to him, look, one of the greatest things of my life was the opportunity as the head coach of the Lions to coach the great Megatron, Calvin Johnson. He said, you are a great player. He said, and I just want to congratulate you on the kind of season you are having and the way you came back from a very, very serious injury to begin a great NFL career. He said, I was fortunate to coach a player like, uh, like Megatron, and I think you have the ability to someday be at his level. And, and I, he said, I couldn't be more complimentary. And I can understand what he was saying. And, of course, in the, in the aftermath, uh, the way Metcalf recounted it, it seemed almost as if Jim Schwartz was saying, well, you're not, you're not Megatron yet. Don't get so you know, on, on your haunches about this. But it was completely different. In fact, later on, uh, he was saying something complimentary about Aaron Rodgers. And he said, I better watch myself. I shouldn't compliment him either or, or, or I'll hear about it. You know, it was that kind of thing. Well, but yeah. Like, much to do about nothing. Well, yeah, like he, he made the joke about Rodgers later on in the press conference. So it, yeah. it, it seemed like that Schwartz won and he said he's not worried. Wasn't too worried about the fact that no. he may have motivated Metcalf. And quite frankly, Schwartz seemed kind of shocked that, it, that this became that what it, it did. Back become. That way. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Did. What, what did Jim Schwartz say about not getting Darius Slay any help to cover DK Metcalf? Well, he felt comfortable with Slay. And of course, Slay himself said that he didn't win the 50-50 balls. Uh, it's tough against a big, powerful receiver like Metcalf. But for the most part, the Eagles' defense played well, but it was because they only had to use one man on DK Metcalf. It would have been a totally different day for Russell Wilson. Look at how they stopped him from running. Mm -hmm. It was because they were able to devote the other 10 men on defense to stopping the run and stopping the things that Wilson does so well and put the pressure on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I guess the way that, that the defense performed, even though DK Metcalf had the amount of yards that he did, you would hope that the Eagles' offense could score more points than they did and more points than they have been all season. If the Eagles' offense was, was anything of, of, of a potent or even productive unit, the Eagles would probably win that game. Merrill, Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers head coach, spoke with the Philadelphia media yesterday. What were some of your takeaways from his media session? 
Well, he's a very, very impressive young coach. And naturally, uh, knowing that the Philadelphia media was also viewing his, his conference going on in Green Bay, he was complimentary about the Eagles, about the fact that uh, he thinks that Carson Wentz is a great young quarterback and he's complimenting everything about the Eagles. So that's, that's typical visiting coach talk. But the thing that I found pretty interesting was he talked about his young right guard who has come in when uh, they've had injuries and he's playing really well because he said that he, the show is not too big for him. No stage is too big for him. He played big-time college football at the big house in front of 110,000 people. And he's come to the NFL with a great background. And he's talking about his, his young star, right away he was a tackle in college, playing guard, and that is John Runyon Jr. Yeah. And you, you think about the problems the Eagles have had on the offensive line, and here is a player who grew up basically under their noses uh, at practice at times with his dad, playing at St. Joe's Prep onto the University of Michigan, and he is an immediate impact player in the NFL, just doing a great job on the offensive line at the Packers. I, I might add, the, of the 8-3 and three Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah, they're, they're a good team. They have a good offense. It's nice to see John Runyon's son uh, having success in the NFL after a career at Michigan. Merrill, as you've been preparing for this game, and I know that you prepare uh, very thoroughly, how good are the Green Bay Packers on offense? They're eight and three. You know, Jim Schwartz is funny. You ask him about a player, and he'll say he's three, seven, and one. And the eight and three says it all. Uh, they're, they're a terrific team. They're running the ball uh, more. They're multidimensional now. Uh, they're getting good production from Aaron Jones. But it's all built around Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the all-time great NFL quarterbacks. He's a tremendous passer. He's able to run when he has to. He makes great decisions. He's accurate. He's one of the greatest deep throwers in the history of the game. Uh, defensively, uh, they're playing well, too. So this is a very balanced team. This is one of the best teams in football. There's, there's no question about that. They have uh, everything you're looking for. They have a great, great receiver in uh, Devontae Adams. He's one of the best. So you're going from DK Metcalf to Devontae Adams. It'll be interesting to see how the Eagles try to stop him. It's certainly going to be a tough challenge. It was a tough challenge last season when they went to Green Bay in week four and the Eagles were, I believe, one and two. And the Packers at that point were three and oh, and the Eagles came out of there and they won the game. Carson played decent. There was a big play at the end. We talked about it yesterday. And Merrill, yesterday morning, you tweeted that you're going to miss this trip to Lambeau Field because you feel it's a very special place to be. Uh, what makes Lambeau Field, Merrill, so special? Everything. It is a great stadium for watching football. It's, it's nifty when the buses drive up and you go through the little town of Green Bay and you see all the people out on their lawns. You, you come to the stadium and they're barbecuing their brats and everything else. They're, they're so warm and they're so friendly. And then you walk into that stadium. Now, that stadium has been modernized and it's been expanded over the years. They, they do have the suites and the super boxes. But the basic structure of that stadium is the same. It's the same as it was when, when I was growing up and used to watch the Packers on television and you would see Vince Lombardi prowling the sidelines. And you can just, you can just picture where Vince Lombardi 
stood. And, you know, you used to see the condensation coming out of everybody's mouth on that bitterly cold place. And you remember the NFL films with John Facenda talking about the frozen tundra of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it's Lambeau Field, where it's, it used to be called Titletown, USA, when the mm-hmm. great Packer teams uh, were there. So it's, uh, this is a very good Packers team, believe me. Uh, but the, we're talking about the days of Paul Horning and Jim Taylor and Bart Starr and Boyd Dallard and Jerry Kramer and Fuzzy Thurston and on and on and on and on. For those of us who go back a ways, Lambeau Field represents all of that. I'm sure you've been in just about every NFL stadium. There's obviously some new ones, the one in L.A., the one in Las Vegas. Where does Lambeau rank for you among uh, visiting venues? Number one. Mm. Number one. It's my favorite. I, I love Lambeau Field. I love the tradition. If, if you're a baseball purist and you say, where would you must have, where do you have to go to, to really feel something special? And, and right away you would say Fenway Park or Wrigley Field. It's that type of feel. It's got, it's got history. I am not somebody who enjoys domed stadiums, hmm. although I understand the place in, in the Los Angeles. I know Las Vegas, they have a very airy feeling. Mm-hmm. But even a stadium like Glendale, Arizona, uh, often I go into that place and it's a, it's a gorgeous day and the sky is blue and the temperature, even I'm not talking about the heat of summer, I'm talking about the fall where maybe the temperature is 75 degrees and you go into this and they close the roof to hold in the crowd noise and it's like a gray dank gymnasium. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of AT&T Stadium in Dallas mm-hmm. where, again, unless they open the roof, which they do very infrequently. Mm-hmm. That place, uh, again, is, uh, my son calls it a monument to excess with all, it, it's just everything going on with, with the, uh, there's an area for the players to enter and there are people in the bars on each side of the glass banging on the windows. It's, it's not anything special. It's glamorous and it's huge, but give me the, give me the outdoor stadium and I love it. And I be and it's I'm kind of straying off topic here, and it's random. Um, but since we're discussing stadiums, I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, once again hear your ranking for FedEx Field. FedEx Field would be, but this is from from my own standpoint. Uh, out of 32 stadiums, I would I would put that one down as 33. Uh, <laughs> and part of it is because Daniel Snyder sits us and the rest of the media actually in the end zone, and we're low. And when the Eagles go past the 50-yard line, I have no view of a scoreboard. I can't tell if they pick up six yards or 16 yards. And it's, it's not a great stadium for fans either. I, it, it's, uh, we've often called it a dump. Yes, no, understandable. Merrill, last one for you. Uh, what was it like watching Wednesday afternoon football yesterday between the Steelers and Ravens? Well, it was fun. Uh, it, it was fun to have an NFL game on a weekday like that next week we're going to have one on tuesday mm-hmm. so it's uh, it, it, it was great to have another nfl game of course we have one thursdays now so i you know I, I enjoy all the nfl games and to have one yesterday afternoon was was a lot of fun of course uh, uh, the game was won by the steelers who are now 11 and 0 uh but the ravens uh, held held their own uh did very well considering all of the problems they have had they had something like 18 people affected by the virus Mm -hmm. or the the COVID protocol. And I thought that uh, despite turning over the ball a couple of times and one was on a handoff that I'm not sure wasn't the fault of the running back, 
RG3 played very, very well. He had a 40-yard run. He threw some good passes. He can still play. There's a guy who uh, was a marvelous quarterback at Baylor and in his rookie year played spectacularly. And then injuries, uh, injuries have hurt him. And he's, believe me, if he's healthy, he is still a very dangerous quarterback. I mean, the Ravens kept it close yesterday. They certainly did. They did. I, yeah, no, they did. And, and you got to give them credit for that as they're now six and five. Merrill, tomorrow morning, Eagles, Packers, keys to the game. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the time and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.